0: Wonderful friends, Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It's so wonderful to be able to share with you once again. This week, we're looking at, what is God really like? And today, we're looking at a question that is so relevant to our contemporary world. We simply ask, is God going to forgive me? If you'd like to make a comment or text in a question, please please feel free to do that. Our text number is 0488-880-811. That number again is 0488-880-811. That's if you'd like to text in a question uh, or a, a comment or give some give some feedback. Today our co-host is Helen Gray, and Helen's standing in for our good mate Eric Hoare, uh, who is actually not very well today. So, Eric, we'd like to have a great big shout-out uh, to you Uh, Helen is the Bible worker at the uh, Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church Welcome to you Helen
1: Thank you Gary, it's a delight to be here
0: It's been a long time since I've had the privilege of actually sitting with you It seems that we seem to, uh, to, to bounce up on different days
1: We do that's true. We're a bit like ships in the night, aren't we? We
0: indeed. And we've... I had
1: forgotten how enthusiastic you are. I really,
0: I, I, re- I really appreciate your being willing to to drop everything on a phone call and simply come in today. Uh, I mean, I, my mate uh, Eric is actually sounding very much like you were uh, last week. Yes. Uh, now you don't have any covid or anything, do you?
1: No, no covid.
0: No, no COVID. covid. That's good. That's important because I've got long service leave next uh next week and the week Can't after and the one me. after that and the one after that and uh I do not want uh, to actually be laid up in bed and certainly uh, not in uh, uh not in quarantine. Uh so tell me are you enjoying today out there? Is that is is it a uh, it's a lovely sunny day out there today?
1: It's a beautiful, beautiful day. We've had some very cold days up at Birdwood. Some mornings have been one degree.
0: Yeah, now that's one of the things about Birdwood. Birdwood is such a lovely place. In the middle of summer, because you can be guaranteed that it'll be uh, five, beautiful. six, seven degrees cooler yes. than down here uh, in Adelaide itself. But once you go in the middle of winter, uh, you certainly uh, the same effect does impact, doesn't it? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I don't mind the cold weather at night, Gary, because you know I love to sort of snuggle in like a bug in a rug, and you know really, oh, nice and warm. It's hard to get up in the mornings. Yeah, but, you know in yeah. summer ma in summer, you just can't seem to get quite cool enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was certainly out walking in my tracksuit this morning before the sun got up, and I have to admit, having to wear a tracksuit and uh, uh, and rug up for a walk is, it, <laughs> is not quite the same as uh, as it is in the middle of summer, but uh, I do enjoy being able to get out and seeing the sun uh, rise every uh, every day. It's Isn't a, it beautiful?
1: Uh, I had somebody say to me once, because I used to do a run for the United Church, actually, and go and pick up some bread, and that for them at um, 5.30, 6 o'clock every morning And I was privileged to see the sun coming up And I said something to someone How beautiful it is And the comment I got was Well, if God meant me to see the sun sunrise He would have made it later in the morning <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is no so, so incredibly true It's also wonderful to have with us Rita Pinzoni. Rita has a wonderful ministry of selling Christian literature. Welcome to you, Rita. Thank you, Gary. It's wonderful to have you back in the studio again. Thank you. It's great to be back. Rita was uh, in our studio about two weeks ago, and uh, Rita's full-time job is actually presenting displays at shopping centres, at shows uh, to people in their homes of some of the best Christian literature that I know of anywhere now one of the really special things about this literature uh, reader is that it's exclusive to uh, yourself and your distributors you can't get this in curon
2: Definitely not. Not at the moment. No,
0: you can't get this in Kurong. So, and these books, as I look at them, these are impressive. Uh, these are really uh, impressive books. Now, last uh, about two weeks ago, um, you came in and you shared with us the book "Food as Medicine," and I know a number of our uh, listeners really have come to appreciate uh, that uh, that particular book. Uh, they took advantage of the offer that you made at that particular time. But Rita, now tell us something. You also sell in addition to the health uh, books you also sell children's books i do you Beautiful. do now. Beautiful. I know many years ago I really came to appreciate the ten-volume Bible story, and I still think that's one of your premier uh, sets. Uh, I've always loved the Uncle Arthur's bedtime stories. I think that's a fantastic series. But you've just been sharing with me a book, a set of books that I was totally unaware that uh, actually exists. In fact, as a, a grandfather for the first time in about six weeks' time, I'm going to purchase the entire set myself because I think this set is absolutely brilliant. This is one of the best sets that I think I I have seen in a long, long time. I don't know how uh, it's possible that I've actually missed uh, these books. Now, Rita, tell us a little bit about these books that you've been showing me.
2: Okay, so this series, and, and I totally agree with you, they're absolutely beautiful. They're called The Moose Stories and they're classic biblical stories put into a modern day story format. So, they are written in playful rhyme and rhythm. They are delightfully illustrated and they share positive, they're stories that share positive morals and values. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Rita, you know, one of the things that really impressed me about what you were showing to me uh, was just the, the, the stories uh, that were being presented. Now, can you just share with us, what are some of the biblical stories that have been put into contemporary language, Which what stories are we talking about?
2: Number 1 in the series is called Good Man Sam. And guess which Bible story Good Man Sam is?
0: Good Harry? Man Sam. Good man. Well, that would have to be the Good Samaritan.
2: Absolutely. Well done. Yep, the Good Samaritan. Like I said, it's written in a in a
0: what other ones do you actually have uh, aside from Good Man Sam? Do you have what other titles do you have?
2: Sure. Well, Number two in the series is called Boomerang Boy, and that's a really interesting one.
0: Boomerang Boy. Now, of course, that would be the story of the prodigal son.
2: It is. Well done. Hey, now, this,
0: this is this is exciting. This is a really wonderful series.
2: It is beautiful. What, what about this do you one here? What do you think this one what here think, is?
0: A boy and a giant. Ah, now this this is the story of David and Goliath. Absolutely. <laughs> three well, out of three. What, what, what other ones have you got there?
2: Okay. Well we've quickly we'll quickly run through them. We have a stubborn man.
0: A stubborn man. And of course that would have to be Pharaoh.
2: Pharaoh in Egypt,
0: yes. Yeah, Pharaoh right. in Egypt. Wet, Wet and wild. wild. Oh that is that's Jonah.
2: It is. Hey,
0: I like it. The Lion Tamer. The Lion Tamer. That of course is Daniel in the, the Lion's, lion's den. den. Well
2: done. The Maker's Promise. The
0: Maker's Promise. And this is what Adam the, and
2: Eve in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, I Are you think
0: right? I, I, you had me stumped there. That picture didn't quite give it to me.
2: Yes, set in stone.
0: Set in stone. The story of the Ten Commandments.
2: That's right. That's Moses. And the Big Wet, that's an easy one.
0: The Big Wet. Uh, that, of course, is the story of the flood, Noah's Flood. That's right. And the good king... And the good king...
2: This is the Christmas story, the Easter story, and the second coming of Jesus. Ah. Number 11 is hide and seek. That's a difficult one. That This one is Rahab. And the... The Two Spies and number 12 is The Strongest Man. What's that one, Gary? And
0: that would be Samson.
2: Absolutely. Well done. 11
0: out of uh, 12. No, that's very, very – these – and, you know, Rita, the thing that really impresses me about these particular books are just how uh, how delightfully illustrated they are. I mean, these are – who have they been written for? I mean, what sort of age bracket really appreciates these?
2: Well, I would say, you know, starting to read to them from a young age, two and three-year-olds, yeah. right up until 10, 11, 12. The, the amazing thing about these books, Gary, they're written by a guy called Sean Hepworth. And Sean wrote, he had three boys with Asperger's and he wrote these books for children that are learning to read or have learning difficulties. And they are particularly popular with children that are on the spectrum.
0: That, that really fills a need uh, because so many children do actually have problems with learning to read these days because it's so easy to actually rely on your devices, isn't it? Uh, whereas sitting and actually reading to children has actually been shown time and time again to actually increase their reading ability and reading skills. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. And you know, kids just love these. They, all the parents. I always ask the parents, "What do your kids think of the books?" And they just say, "Oh, they love them." Particularly if if one of the child is autistic, every parent or grandparent has told me that they. Their, ch- their grandchildren or children love the
0: books. Wow! They work wow. really well with autistic children. Hey, now look, I, 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 look, I, folks! I can't recommend this. I, I wish you could see what I'm actually seeing here because uh, uh, what we've actually got is uh, uh, books uh, that are available in hardcover and also in soft cover. But right. the illustrations are exactly the same. Now, how many are there in the series altogether?
2: There's twelve, Gary, and the difference between them is that uh, in the hardcover ones at the back there's a moose reward challenge there's level one level two level three to see how much children have retained or understood of the story. So there's 15 questions.
0: So comprehension type stuff.
2: Absolutely.
0: Hey, so this is that's fantastic. It is. It's, it's
2: a really great part. I, I do recommend the hardcovers, but it's not that necessary.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because the soft covers are, are slightly cheaper than the hardcovers.
0: Okay, can you just tell us how much are the hardcover, how much are the soft cover?
2: Okay, so the hardcovers are $15 each.
0: Okay, and there's 12 in the set.
2: 12 in the series. Okay,
0: yes. so for, for the whole set then. Oh, I can't do that calculation. It's too hard for too hard for me. And how much for the other one? The others are just twelve dollars each. Twelve, so twelve dollars or fifteen dollars. That's
2: right. But I'm happy to do a special price on them today.
0: Right. So you're happy to do a special price on them today? I am. So what can you do it for our listeners?
2: So Gary, they are normally the hardcovers are normally fifteen each. Um, so that comes to one eighty, and normally I give ten percent discount. Today I'm going to give twenty percent discount. So the hard covers just one hundred and forty four, and the soft covers are normally twelve each. So that's twenty percent off is one hundred and fifteen. So I'm happy to give twenty percent off today, Gary. So the hardcover is normally one eighty, and I'm happy to give it for one hundred and forty four today. And the soft
0: covers. So how much is that per book then? Just twelve dollars. $12 for the hardcover. So that's for the price of the... Uh, oh. You can get a hardcover for the price of a softcover right. today. Um, and the softcover would be how much?
2: Just 115 Gary. And that works out about $9... 60 each.
0: About 9 dollars six, And that's for the soft cover. Now, tell me, if people just want to buy these off you one at a time, can they do that or not?
2: Absolutely. They can actually pay them off. If they want to purchase the whole set, they can pay them off slowly through a direct debit system or um, electronic funds transfer, whichever they like. Oh, they don't even have to buy the whole set if they just want
0: so if they just want one of the books if they if they just Why want to see one the uh, st- the story of Sam the Good Samaritan mm-hmm. uh, then they can simply purchase that uh, that one book that is absolutely fantastic uh, reader. I really appreciate uh, what you're uh, uh, what you're doing and what you're offering to our to our listeners today now uh, just just tell us now if they if people want to uh, contact you the very best number is probably through our studio the same as last time. Uh, and we will pass uh, uh, your number, Uh, we'll pass their name and number on to you, and you will contact them direct. That's the way this works, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. It worked very well last time, so that's... That's fine. I'm happy to contact
0: you. Okay, okay. So, uh, folks, look, if you would like uh, to uh, have Rita contact you and share with you these books with you that you cannot get in places like Kurong, uh, then please uh, text your, your name uh, and your phone number uh, and your location. We don't need your address on this particular occasion, but where you are located and uh, uh, text that to uh, our studio uh, number here here, studio text number, that number is 0488 880 811. That number again is 0488 880 811. Rita thank you so much for good. coming in today. Really appreciate what it is that you've you've actually shared and uh, uh these books these are impressive. These are impressive books and uh folks I am not joking. I'm actually taking Rita up on uh on her offer and I'm certainly purchasing a set of these myself because they are uh, that uh, that good. Um Rita thank you so much uh, for coming in today. Blessings on you. Thank you. It was uh, wonderful to have, uh, have Rita with us. Uh, that, was, uh, that was earlier today. Uh, but, uh, Helen, you were just mentioning to me that you, uh, you're actually aware of the author of, yes. of these particular books.
1: Yes, yes. And I've always been impressed um, with his artwork and uh, even the books that he's produced before. I think this is a really well worth set. And I'd like to just um, say I think the age level should have been increased you know because um you've bought a set Mm. So it can go from two or three right up to how old, Gary? <laughs> uh, it,
0: it <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I'm sure
1: that my mother would have enjoyed them even at 90.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and look, I
1: love the thought that they are character building.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's
1: very important.
0: You know, one of the things I'm yeah. so conscious of is that there is an increasing amount of biblical illiteracy mm. uh, that's actually in our world today. And what better way is there than to actually have mm. a series of 12 uh really – Delightful books that we're able to read to our uh, children of a very young age, so they come to understand the uh, the very basic biblical stories that so many of us actually grew up on. I I Absolutely. love. It. I think this is now. Look, guys. Look, I please allow me to recommend this to you again. Uh, this is a wonderful uh, series. That uh, drive time number again. Our text number. Uh, just uh, text to us uh, the words moose books, uh, and we'll know exactly what you're talking talking about moose books uh, together with uh, your name uh, your location we just need to know which general area that you are you're in uh, together with your uh, your phone number and we will get uh, Rita to give you a ring uh, direct and you can talk directly to uh, uh, to Rita that number again is 0488 880 811 0488 880 811.
1: But look. May, may I just come in here, Gary, sure. and just say it's a great discount she's offering. Yeah. Uh, really a great discount. Offering now, um, yeah, don't, he who hesitates is lost. You may
0: be interested to know that after she actually, uh, had got finished the interview, I actually said to, to Rita, I said, Rita, that, that discount is an incredible discount. I mean, I haven't actually seen such a, such a level of a discount in a long, long time on these particular books. I mean, for, for, $12 for the hard, hard copy. That's amazing. That is an absolutely yes. amazing it's price. A great and, investment uh, for the I actually company. suggested to her that hey, look, I wouldn't reduce the price though quite that much, actually. But anyway, I've, you know, they're not my books. Now, you know?
1: hang on a minute. There's probably a lot of grandparents that are on pensions that could afford these books now with 20% off and they can be telling the stories to their grandkids, their great-grandkids. I think that's just wonderful.
0: I I think you're right. Mm. I think you're right. I think you've brought a a wonderful perspective Mm. in there and uh, I I just understand Rita and a uh, a very generous uh, and lovely uh, lovely lady but look let's come uh, if we can today to our uh, to our world watch uh segment now uh Rita uh Rita um uh, Helen um I picked up an article out of uh, one of the newspapers. It was talking about um, uh, violence uh, particularly the uh, gun violence in in America and this particular article, just the sheer numbers blew my mind. I didn't realise they were anywhere near as high as this and it was talking about uh, Portland, Oregon and of course over in America there is a major issue with, uh, with gun violence at this particular point in time and this is what the article said The sound of gunfire is becoming increasingly familiar across portland as shootings and homicides reach historic rates with no sign of slowing down police in portland reported a staggering 347 shootings citywide between january 1 and april 30 now in four months there's been 347 shootings there were 393 shootings in the entire year of 1919 in 1920 that figure increased to about 900 uh, and this year we're on track to exceed that number with hundreds of shootings already this year in Portland, and more than 100 people injured by gunfire by the end of April, uh, the uh, the city has also experienced a huge spike in homicides. Uh, the police bureau logged 56 homicides. We often hear about the, the mass shootings, but we forget that uh, those mass shootings are actually complemented by a huge number of minor shootings where just one or two people might have have been involved. Uh, the Portland Bureau logged 56 total homicides in 2020, the highest number in decades. Uh, it tallied uh, 27 just in April uh, this year. Uh, you know, as I sort of read this, I sort of thought, hey, this is really saying so, because we're talking here about just one city, and we're not talking about the entire country. We're talking about one city. Now, what... What do you see, Helen, as, as being behind all this uh, all this violence? I mean, is our society encouraging uh, violence to occur?
1: Well, I guess in some ways, yes. Um, I'm reminded of a text in the Bible, Gary, that I believe you would know very well about the evilness in man.
0: Yeah, the heart is evil above all things yeah. and desperately wicked, and who can know it? Yeah, the natural human heart has got a propensity that, if it's unchanged, if it's untransformed, can wreak incredible damage on each other's relationships mm. and on our society in a whole.
1: The sad part is, Gary, that as a society, I think we've brought a lot of this on ourselves. You know, you're no longer to have prayer in schools or in in, um, they're trying to bring in about public meetings and what have you. They're taking God out of the equation. And we just need to go back in history and see what's happened in some of the other countries and what caused their downfall.
0: No, when was... God has actually been taken yes, out absolutely. of the equation, suddenly there becomes a propensity. Uh, there becomes a, a almost a rebellion. I mean, as the Scripture says, you know that you get this. The human heart is naturally evil, and you know, to me, Helen, this is one of the things we're going to be talking about this uh, a little bit later. But you know, uh, to me, sometimes I've heard people say, oh, you know, what we need here is better education. You know, if we've got better educated people, we'll actually have a better uh, community. But you know, the thing that I've discovered is certainly in my ministry is that it's only as a person's heart is actually changed uh, from within do their actions actually change. Because most of us these days are actually well educated people, but mm-hmm. we see increasingly well educated people defrauding society. We see well educated people being violent. In society, um, there's something about education that is important. It does seem uh, to uh, impact us. It is able to create changes, and yet the ultimate changes, are, to me at least, really only occur when the heart is actually changed. How would oh, you respond? I
1: agree. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Unfortunately, you take God out of the equation, and man becomes reduced to almost beasts. Yeah. You know, because some of the shootings that are taking part, you know, I was reading recently about a Japanese wife went out on a Uber, uh, Uber, I think you call it, yeah. um, run, and she was shot, randomly shot. Yeah. You know, and we're seeing this happen over and over again. There is no rhyme nor reason to a lot of it. Yeah. And I think it's so sad what you said, that there was no sign of slowing down. That's a prognosis which… Doesn't sit well with me at all. Yeah, in of no. course. Of course,
0: in America, they've got some unique situation, you know, defunding the police, you know. Yes. And, and in fact, I was interested in the same article. It, it actually uh, did talk about there was a lot of exit interviews uh, happening because a lot of police are actually leaving the police force simply because they are discouraged uh, at this particular point in time. In exit interviews, members cited burnout, ongoing riots, and low morale as reasons for leaving some said they didn't feel any support whatsoever you know as i sort of read that i sort of thought hey there's a message that's actually coming through to us you know we need you know we need those agencies in society how much we actually need police how much we actually you know our service organizations are just so important uh
1: high rates of suicide yeah High yeah. rates of suicide. I mean, that that is just sad. And when you read out the figures, you know, in 2020, you said it um, increased to about 900.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A, three, a threefold increase, and we're just talking terrible. one city. I mean, this is—if this was talking countrywide, I mean, this is greater than what certainly is the case countrywide here in Australia. And you sort of say, "Hey, you know, just one city." I mean, this is a, this is played out. This is multiplied city after city after city. Um, uh, you know, I suggest. You know, I just wonder. You know, is our society itself actually starting to actually break down?
1: Not just starting. I think it's been going on for a long time, really. What gets me is that, you know, you'll have a city or country that will will complain they haven't got enough money in the budget, you know, Mm. to help them out. And then you'll get somebody stand up and said, yes, but we've just allocated so many millions dollars, you know, to fight this but it doesn't go to the people that need it yeah. gary yeah. and that is just so so sad and i and i know there's the old age old argument that says oh well it's not the gun that you know is that the problem, it's the people behind the gun, mm. you know, because it's the people doing it. It's the same, they use that same excuse um, when it comes to car accidents, you know, people are behind every statistic. That is true, and I understand, and you don't take the cars away because of that, and there's yeah. been another yeah. argument with the gun uh, people that advocate, you know, it's not the guns, yeah. and yeah. they say, you know, well, why take the guns away? It's the people. They should And yet, be educated. The, yet the
0: incredible challenge is that, you know, the... Um, if in fact you take a weapon away from a person with a evil heart, and of course the scriptures speak about the heart being evil above all things, you're actually um, dis uh, disen- you're dealing with a lot of the issues that are actually there. Because I'm just so conscious of how easy it is for the human heart to actually flare up and work in a moment. Just on a moment, Mm -hmm. on a moment's impulse, a person's life is totally changed. Absolutely. Let's
1: make it clear, though, Gary, that not everybody that owns a gun is evil. Yeah, that's true. I don't believe that everyone that owns a gun is evil. But I think the propensity is certainly there, especially as you say, you know, with tempers flaring up and what have you. And in a split second... Somebody's life is ruined and so is yours. Yeah. yeah, You know, and and I guess it's the fact because the availability of the guns. Yeah. You know, and how many do actually keep them locked up? You know, there's been a lot of accident with guns and young people. Yeah. And it's it's a really tragic thing. We might look at it and say, Well, it wasn't a mass a mass murder, it was only a minor one. No, it's not minor. Yeah. And it affects there the is family. no such thing no. as a minor. No. As a minor.
0: Look, let's come to some yes. some music. Uh, let's come. Car- this is Carly Fletcher. Uh, Let there be uh, peace. This is a this is a beautiful song uh, from Carly. Uh, please enjoy.
3: When God looked on eternity, He saw you. He said, it's worth the risk to have you in my life. What I want to obtain is worth my sacrifice. So let there be, let there be light. He desires all. you let me be let me be
0: was Carly Fletcher uh, let there be and uh, that's beautiful really appreciate uh, Carly's music uh, it is really uh, soothing music now look we do have a free gift for you today as well as those uh, those books that are available are from uh, from Rita um today's uh, gift to you is uh, the book After God's Heart uh, a study in brokenness from the life of King David What is it about Psalm 23 and its writer that minister to us so deeply? Whether we live in green pastures and with waters of rest or find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, we can all relate uh, to the song that he sings at the time of of writing that particular psalm. David's the only person in the Bible called a man after God's own heart. He inspires us with his vulnerability and with his yearning for intimacy with God, each of us in our own broken way uh yearns for an intimacy with God. Now this book is a real as a real beauty. Uh it's entitled After God's Heart. It's a study in brokenness from the life of David. Look, if you would like a copy of After God's Heart, we're giving this uh, this particular book uh, book away. Uh just please send us your name, your address and your telephone number uh with the uh, uh with your telephone number uh and send that to our text number here it's 0488-880-811. That number again is 0488-880-811. And the book is entitled After God's Heart. Just give us that, uh, that title so we know which one that you're actually uh, looking, looking for. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Helen Gray. And Helen's the Bible worker at the Birdwood uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. This week we're asking, what is God really like? And today we're looking at a question that's just so relevant uh, to so much of our contemporary world. We're asking, will God, does he forgive even me? If You'd like to make a text or a comment? Please also use that same text number: zero four double eight double eight zero eight eleven. We'd love to receive any input that you you have uh, that you'd like to give. Now, Helen, it's a it's a question that has really, I suppose, befuddled uh, so many people. If there's a God, what is He really like? Uh, of course. Uh, I I believe there's wonderful evidence out there um, to actually support the existence of a God. Uh, But what is he really like? Last week, uh, we looked at the violent image that so many people have of the God of the Old Testament. Uh, This week, uh, yesterday, uh, Joseph and and Will, uh, they pointed out the picture that so many have in their mind of a God who is a a remote God and a God, a, a God who is not close to to humanity, one who is sitting on an exalted uh, white throne uh, that is uh, really remote from humanity. Now, of course, they painted a totally bit a different picture of the God of uh, of the Scriptures, and that's what we actually see right through the Bible. We see it in the Old Testament, we see it in the New Testament. But you know, sometimes people people say, "Hey, you know, that's your picture of God, but my picture of God is is a little bit different." And uh, you know, would God really forgive me? I mean, hey, I, I've really done too much. I've gone too far. You know, I really can't uh, expect God to forgive. Even me now, Helen. How would you respond to that person?
1: It's an interesting question. I think I would probably respond by a testimony, which I would like to share. But just before that, Gary, tell 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 me and tell the listeners what is your belief? What is forgiveness?
0: Forgiveness to me, forgiveness is the uh, the act of um, of a. An offended party in giving to me a uh, giving me pardon saying hey i I believe in you, I forgive you for that which you 've done wrong you know I, I think myself you know Helen so many times that uh, as a as a father i 'm so conscious that you know from time to time your children do things that might disappoint you, and yet what you're wanting to do as a father is Forgive your children. You know, you don't want to just gloss over what they've done because you want them to learn and grow. But do you know, as a father, as a mother, uh, this type, we want to be able to find ways to be able to support and work with our children to encourage both to give them forgiveness to, so that they, they have acceptance, they understand acceptance, and so that they, uh, they grow uh, through the event that they've, they've gone through.
1: Very interesting, Gary, because I actually went in to check on what is forgiveness and I would almost think you must have gone to the same place <laughs> because when I read through it, I've got here that psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious Deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, just as important as defining what forgiveness is, though, is understanding what forgiveness is not. Experts who study or teach forgiveness make clear that when you forgive, you do not gloss over, and I think that was the word you said. Uh You do not gloss over or deny the seriousness of an offence against you. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offences. Though forgiveness can help repair a damaged relationship, it doesn't obligate you to reconcile with a person who harmed you or release them from legal accountability. Instead, forgiveness brings the forgiver peace of mind and frees him or her from corrosive anger. Mm-hmm. And while there is some debate over whether true forgiveness requires positive feelings toward the offender, experts agree that at least involves letting go of deeply held negative feelings, and in that way empowers you to recognize the pain you suffered without letting that pain define you, mm-hmm. enabling you to heal and move on in your life. I thought it was worth sharing that. That has come, of course, from the educated people,
3: yeah.
1: and um, I, I think you've you've asked the question. What about? When you feel that God hasn't forgiven you, there are two parts to this. There are times when we need to forgive someone else, but there are times when we need to forgive ourselves, Mm. but importantly, we need to know that God can and will forgive us. I'm reminded of a story in scripture, the story of Manasseh.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Do you remember who Manasseh was?
0: King of England.
1: (laughs) I don't think so, Gary.
0: (laughs) Where did that come from? <laughs> Where did started, that come from? I started, tell you what, then, you King a King day. of Israel.
1: Yeah, and was he a good king or a bad king?
0: He was. He was not a good king at all.
1: No, he was described as a wicked, wicked a
0: wicked king. Yeah. yeah,
1: and he did some horrendous things. Indeed. And the Bible was very explicit on some of those things. Mm. And yet, when he went to God towards the end of his life, God turned his life around. And he forgave him.
0: He was willing to forgive him. And some of the stuff that he did was... Well,
1: Unforgivable we, in our eyes.
0: We would have said horrendous. We would have said horrendous. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that that's encouragement for me. I do remember there was a time when I was feeling very, very low. And, um, yeah, I had gone off track. And I really was at the end of my tether. Yeah. And I wanted to finish it all. I was tired. And... Um, where I was okay. staying, they had a week of prayer and they called a minister in and I praise God for that minister. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here with you today. Yeah. But he said, go to the Bible. And, and you know, I might have shared this with you before. said, go to the Bible. Pick up... Uh, something in the Bible, read it and ask God to see what it means to you. And I, I did that and I expected bells and whistles, I suppose, but there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Next morning he said, if you had no answer, go to the same place. So the next morning I went home and I did the same thing again. No reply. That night I did it for three times. And the third time, Gary, I was, I was just... You know there's no answer. what's the point? God's never going to forgive me, mm-hmm. and I remember going to bed and just lying there, and I was totally awake, trying to think of how I was going to commit suicide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is not easy for me to even <laughs> cause this, scary, uh, this,
0: this is something but, that's incredibly relevant to the world in which we are living in today, isn't it Yes absolutely
1: yeah, yeah. and And I remember I just thought. Oh, I just can't take it anymore. This is a last chance. Mm. And I'm a bit thick when it's sometimes God's trying to talk to me. And it took him three times on a subject which I could tell you what it is and you would get it straight off. And so would my friends. But no, I wasn't in that position to get it. And yet, when I was lying there, it was like in my mind's eye, it was like I could see fire coming. And this was so real to me, coming down and hitting the wall, Talk about Belshazzar's message. Mm, mm. And on the wall, I could see in fire the words, Helen, do you want to be made whole? And I can remember I was totally stunned. Mm. And I'm there going, yes, very feebly. And then the words came on the the wall, trust me, Mm. just trust me. Mm. And at that point, it was like he was just dipping me in a vat of love, mm. and I'm nearly in tears sharing this with you, Carrie. Like a vat of love, like I was cleansed, like he had just forgiven me. Yeah. And I never got any sleep that night. I had the most wonderful night with a most wonderful God. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I remember walking. I was on a campus at the time, and the, the principal saw me the next day, and he said, "How are you going?" I said, "It's your fault." and he said what I said I got no sleep last night he said what did I do I said you got that minister to come Mm. (laughs) and I shared with him and I've never forgotten that that is a forgiveness that I know that God will give to us you know Peter The um, it's
0: amazing Helen how we've actually all got some turning points in our lives haven't we I mean, this is the thing that I look back on my life and there's been a number of events that have occurred that, you know, you sort of say God has been incredibly real to you at that particular point in time. And I I can name to this day, there's three or four things that I've just so conscious that God is the one. Who has actually acted? He is the one who has declared that this is the way, the way to walk. And, you know, know, to me, uh, it's when you actually are prepared to do what you've just said there. Trust in God.
1: Absolutely. Let me tell you, He is awesome. Yeah. The old testament I used to think the same way, you know, it was a vengeful God. I didn't want to know anything about him. Somebody said he's like your father and my father was horrid. Yeah. They should have said he's like the perfect father you always wanted. And for two years I didn't want to know him. I thought, You're just so vengeful, you're horrible.
3: Yeah. And yeah.
1: then and I, but I was in love with Jesus. Yeah. And then I read in the scripture that he came to show us the Father. And when I started doing a study on on the character of God, the character of Jesus and the character of the Holy Spirit, they are actually identical, Gary, mm. and that just blew my mind away. So I went back to the Old Testament, and I, what I saw then was the long-suffering of God,
0: yeah. and
1: he loves us so, so much. You know, Peter in the Bible, he actually came in Matthew eighteen twenty one. He came to Jesus, and he said, Lord, how oft should my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Yeah. Till seven times. This is the second part. And Jesus said to him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until how much, Gary?
0: 70 times 7. That's powerful, isn't it? You know, I mean, that's
1: to me. 490 you know, times, four, thank you, Gary. But, you know, I
0: mean, what is Christ really saying when he says that? You know, is he saying, "Hi, hey, look, you know, I marked that one up, you know, 399, 400, 401, you know? I mean, is that what he's saying? You know, no,
1: I don't believe so,
0: Gary. I don't think that's don't what he's saying. So. But the rabbis at the time, they, they um,
1: taught people they should forgive those who offend them only three times. Yeah. Peter was being generous when he said seven times, the yeah. perfect number. But Jesus said 70 times 7, meaning that we shouldn't even keep track of how many times we should forgive someone. We should always forgive those who are truly repentant. There's the key word, yeah. truly repentant, no matter how many times they ask. I believe God does that to us.
0: And that to me is actually the really beautiful thing about this because, you know, if in fact Jesus is teaching his disciples uh, to forgive a uh, 70 times 7, then wouldn't he and the Father At least do the same.
1: Oh, absolutely. And more so. And more so. There is a depth to God's forgiveness that we forget. I love the text in 1 John one nine. It would have to be one of my favorite texts. Share with us. I was just going to say, do you know it, Gary? (laughs) I've forgotten it. (laughs) No. If... If we confess our our sins, sins,
0: he is is faithful faithful and and just to to forgive forgive us our our sins and and to to cleanse cleanse us from all unrighteousness. unrighteousness.
1: He doesn't say some unrighteousness. He doesn't say a few. He doesn't say sometimes. He says all. That is incredible to me. That's Uh, the depth of his love. He cleanses us of all. All of them, Gary. He doesn't hold back. And yeah, I know you probably want to go to a break. Um, I've got so much that you know from the Bible, but I want to also touch very quickly. There are people that say to me, "I can never forgive that person." I want to address that before we finish, if we may, if we've got time.
0: Let's do that. Let's come to some music, and then we'll come back. uh, Come back to that question. Okay.
3: Is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But things change when you're down in the valley. you're never alone At its best, now it's down in the valley of trials and temptations. That's where your faith is really put to the test.
0: and awful song, uh, that, uh, that really is well, look guys remember our um, our free gift for you today is uh, uh, a Study in Brokenness, After God's Heart is the name of the book, uh, this is a real beauty, uh, we'd encourage you if you'd like a copy of After God's Heart, A Study in Brokenness, this is a study into the life of King David this will really challenge you, if you'd like that book just please um, just text us here at our uh, our studio uh, with your name and your address, your telephone number and uh, our studio uh, text number is over. Four double eight a uh, double eight o eight eleven o four double eight double eight o eight eleven and you're listening to faith f m drive time big Q and a with uh, pastor gary uh, this week we're asking what is God really like, and today we're simply looking at the question that I believe is so relevant to our commun- c- contemporary world: will God uh, really forgive me? Helen, bring it all together for us. Just share with us. You know, how do we actually go about um, receiving this sort of forgiveness?
1: Okay, very, very quickly Um, Forgiveness has always been God's plan Let's remember that It was his plan, not us God's forgiveness is a gift And he actually says to us in um, Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 Have you got that there, Gary? Isaiah
0: 55, 55, 55, 6 6 and 7
1: 7, That, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gift So here it tells us how How do we go about
0: it? Okay, Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon
1: what a great text, Gary. What a powerful what, absolutely passage. Absolutely great. So let him return to the Lord. So we need to seek the Lord. We need to call on him and we need to forsake our, our wicked, evil ways mm. and we need to return to the Lord. There is is the answer to what you just you asked me. It is our choice. It is our choice whether we accept his gift of forgiveness or not. And um, the other thing as well that... We must confess our sins. We've spoken about 1 John one nine, And if we do it, he will forgive us. That's an important part. And also, you know, repent, turn back. God allows you
0: turns. Mm, That's a a beautiful thought, isn't it? It's okay to say, hey... I've messed up here. That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. It's, because um, he knows anyway, but to come to him and say, I'm sorry, I have messed up. And if we confess
0: huge. our sins, he is faithful and just yep. to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. Yep. What, a, what a passage that is.
1: Yeah, it gives us hope. It gives us Peace. Yeah, and that to me is is an important part. gives us hope, gives us peace. I have got many texts that I could quote to you, but I know that time has gone against us, Gary. And very, very quickly, God d- asks us to forgive each other.
0: Yeah. Before we just go there, though, can I just sort of just bring this together with with one question? How do you physically go about seeking? Forgiveness. I mean, if, if I've done something, you know, my conscience is really uh, impacting me, you know, the word of God is, uh, is speaking to me. How do I physically go about, um, seeking forgiveness?
1: Well, we've just mentioned that forgiveness is an action, it's okay. not a feeling.
0: And what's the action?
1: The action is what we just talked about in that verse seeking forgiveness. The Lord, seek him through the Bible. But how seek do I do that? Prayer.
0: A prayer. Because
1: it then says, call upon him. That's an action. Okay. Call upon him and let the wicked forsake his way. That's saying, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Give me a heart of flesh. Take away my stony heart. Give me a new heart, one that wants to follow you. We cannot do it of our own Self, let me stress that we need the Holy Spirit in our life, but to what you 're talking about here
0: us. is uh, this thing called prayer
1: yes, absolutely prayer to me is it 's so important, Gary prayer is my connection with god prayer is my conversation time with god prayer is when i talk to my very best friend okay. and he understands me and he loves me unconditionally he what loves about, me what about when even, you've messed
0: up even what when, about when you've messed up even
1: while we were yet sinners christ died on the cross for us yeah. you know and i mess up lots of times gary but i have that peace in my heart i can come to him and trust him and and take his promises and just love him. And and I just quickly, I want to get this in if I can, if I've got time. Not only does he forgive us, his love comes downward. The letter love starts with L and that goes out vertical and then mm-hmm. horizontal. Mm-hmm. So when we know we are forgiven, truly forgiven, what right do we have to hold back? in forgiving someone else. And sometimes, Gary, that's mighty hard or forgiving ourselves, but through the power of the Holy Spirit and through prayer and Bible study and that daily walk with God, it means so much.
0: And this is actually the key to reconciliation. You know, one of the things I I realized a long time ago was that uh, sometimes it's when I forgive somebody else and when one person repents... And the other forgives that it's possible to have this thing called reconciliation. Oh, and two people can actually come together. And, you know, sometimes both people actually have to confess. Both people have probably wronged. Both people need to come together. And, you know, to me, reconciliation only occurs when you've got a confession on one side and repentance on the other. And maybe... Both ways
1: That's reconciliation Providing you have The other person exactly. That is willing Sometimes we will feel Or we'll ask forgiveness And they don't want it They don't want to hear Anything about us The difference is Of course God does Yes He does give us His forgiveness That's Have we powerful. got time To have prayer on this Please
0: account? do Please pray Let's for us Let's have prayer yes.
1: Loving Heavenly Father All glory and honour To you and to your name Our lives Father That are meant to bring Honour and glory to you Please make known to us Our power Purpose Reveal our sins, Father. I want to thank you for the sacrifice, Jesus, that you gave on the cross. You willingly put on skin for us and suffered immeasurably to save us. Help us to come to you freely with our sins and obediently repent from them. To do a U-turn through the power of the Holy Spirit, please move our hearts, cleanse us from our hidden sins, transform us into the people we were supposed or purposed to be. And may we leave behind us a wake of forgiveness in Jesus' powerful name we pray Earnestly in thy name Amen
0: Amen. Well folks it does look like our time's up for today Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary And Helen Gray on Drive Time Big Q&A uh, Please join us tomorrow When Pastor David Butcher will be hosting And I'll be addressing the question of the day We'll be asking Can God uh, give peace Really look forward to seeing you But until then please remember uh, Christ said I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you.